Are you thankful because you got the victory? Or did you get the victory because you were thankful? I'll say it to you like this. Thankful people will always have something to be thankful for. Thankful people will always have something to be thankful for. So when somebody turns in this story and says, I just got to tell the good things God has done for me. They tell it, but what maybe they don't realize is that in the telling of it, they've just opened the door for God to do more. And then they tell that one. And then that opens the door wider for him to do more and to do greater and for greater grace and greater grace and greater grace to come on them. Telling it gives God access to do more of it in your life. So if you hear that and you believe that, you ought to go home. And this week you ought to be saying, God, give me something to tell. I want to tell it. And that's why we tell you nothing's too small. When, when something happens, don't look at it and say, well, that's not really that big a deal. I don't think I should tell it. Tell it. Tell it. You want God to do greater? Tell what he's already done. I believe this puts you at about a three or four on this Thanksgiving scale. Because you were just thinking thankful thoughts. Now you're talking it. Amen? But how many of you would like victory not just on a three or four scale, not just at a level three or four? How many of you would like to take that step on up to about, let's say, a five or six? Huh? Some five or six level victory in your life. I'm going to give you another one, but you're not going to like it. Some of you might not. This is why I think most people want to live somewhere between one, two, three, and four. Let's look at this. What did the psalmist say? Not only are we pondering thankful thoughts, thinking thankful thoughts, we're telling of his wonderful deeds, but Psalm verse 7, or chapter 7, verse 17 says, I will thank the Lord because he is just, I will sing. See, right there, a bunch of people are like, nope. <laughs> nope, that's somebody else. That's not me. Well, fine. Live down there around one or two. Hang out around three or four. I'm coming up. I said, I'm coming up. Now, to do this, it's not just thinking the thoughts. It's not even just telling it. David takes another step and he says, I'm going to sing about it. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 92, 4 says, you thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. Singing about it. So we've gone from thinking it to talking it, and now it's getting so big on the inside of you that you start singing about it. And I know I can hear you right now going, well, I don't really sing very good. Neither do I, which is why I'm going to bring Sarah up here right now. And she didn't know this either. Come on up. This is the music in my life right here. Now, just because you can't sing or I can't sing, some of us can't carry a tune, doesn't necessarily mean you don't get to. And you think, well, you're calling Sarah up. It's because I love you, okay? <laughs> and I want you to stay in the room. But even if your voice sounds like cats killing each other, it's okay. It's okay. You've got a song in your heart that needs to be sung. Now, I did a little study on this, and I was excited to find out, did you know that medical science has done research and has proven that there are health benefits to singing? Would you like to know some of these health benefits to singing? Listen to this. One of the first things singing does for you 
is it relieves stress. Singing is a stress relief. They found that singing reduces stress levels whether the participants were singing in a group or by themselves. Now, they did say there's a catch. The, the cortisol, which is that stress chemical released in the body, it said the cortisol only goes down if you're singing in a place that doesn't make you anxious. <laughs> I want you to know that you should feel no anxiety whatsoever about singing in church. We're not looking for the next American Idol in here. We're not trying to put a spotlight on anybody. We're not trying to draw you up and say sing in front of everybody necessarily. You ought to feel right at home, comfortable singing in this group. And the good news is it will relieve stress. Listen to this. Not only does it relieve stress, it can actually improve your immune response. Singing can actually help fight off sickness. It says there's some evidence that singing may boost your immune system, help you fight off illness. And they compared the effects of singing with the effects of simply listening. Now, why do I say this? Because every Sunday morning, we've got both of those things going on in here. We've got some singing and some simply listening. Now, they did say that listening to music can help calm or help reduce some stress. But you know what it won't do? won't build your immune system. Singing. Singing with us is actually doing something on the inside of you to strengthen your immune system. <laughs> they said uh, they, th those who sang showed higher levels of immunoglobulin A, which of all the immunoglobulins is my personal favorite. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about the immunoglobulins, but my favorite immunoglobulin is of course, immunoglobulin A. And those who sang showed higher levels of immunoglobulin A, which you know this, but it's an antibody of your, uh, of your body that secretes to help you uh, fend off infections. They said listening to music without singing along, it reduced stress hormones, but it didn't stimulate the body's immune system. I think we're going to have some people singing in church. We should. If you know that it's doing this for you, listen to this. It increases your pain threshold, releases endorphins. I like this one. Did you see this one? We talked about that. It may improve snoring. I can just, wives right now, just doing this all over the room. You are trying out for the choir. Come on. Listen, if this has been an issue for you, get up here. We got auditions on a real regular basis. It may improve snoring. Somebody say glory to God. It improves lung function. It develops a sense of belonging and connection. It enhances memory in people with dementia. It helps fight off grief. It improves mental health and mood. It improves speaking abilities. Now, this is just secular medical science doing research. What if you're singing, and you're not just singing, you know, top 40 hits, but you're singing something that's anointed. You're singing something that's praise and worship. You're singing thanksgiving to God. You take all these effects and you multiply them by about a hundred. And you come into this place and when we're up here singing, and this is what we've done. We put together a band. We put together a choir. We've got singers. We've got songs. The only thing we can't do is sing them for you. You got to sing them. And this is a part of your thanksgiving. 
And if you're thankful up on this level, up on this scale, then there's going to be a song coming out of you, an anointed song. And the good news is, while you're standing there singing, your snoring problem's going away. <laughs> while you're standing there singing, your, body, your body's fighting off infection. Your body's, your body's fighting off COVID. Your body's fighting off the flu. Your body's resisting infections and diseases and germs and viruses. Why? Because you're singing to the Lord. And you don't have to be a great singer. But you can just be walking around your house. Just sing something. What you do, your song is your sword. This is what I've learned from you. Go for it. And, and pretend it's me. Oh, I think. <laughs> Now listen, you can do that. You can do that here in the sanctuary. You can do it in the living room. You can do it in the kitchen. You can do that in the car on your way to work. Just letting a song come up out of your spirit. This, um, you know this scripture out of the book of Ephesians. Speaking, it says, to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is thanksgiving up on a higher scale. It's a greater expression. Something that began as a thought, then turned into your words. Listen and let the Spirit of God put a melody to it. You'll be thanking God on a higher level. Is there anything else you want to say about that? I think it's really good because this is the way you get filled up with the Spirit of God. And uh, the Spirit of God can be on the inside of you. He is if you've been born again and you've received Him alive in you. But there's another part of being filled to overflowing. And that comes with singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and giving thanks unto God. And a lot of people want to know why they're so down and weak and um, why they don't have this this overflowing thing about them. Well, oftentimes it's because it takes faith to go ahead and open up your mouth and not just feel it on the inside, not just speak it with words, but then to go ahead and sing it. And you can walk around your house all day just singing in tongues. Do you know you can do that? And that will build you up in your most holy faith and it will cause you to start to overflow. And then it's um, it's not just the flesh Uh, yielding to that all day long. No, it's yielding to the Spirit of God all day long. And what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, 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 peace. And all these things begin to just flow out of you because you are full to overflowing from singing unto God, giving thanks unto God. The Bible says you give thanks well in an unknown tongue. Maybe you're not a songwriter. Maybe you're not a melody maker, but you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and just put a little melody to it. It doesn't have to be anything special. You're not recording. You're not selling albums. You're thanking God. You're thanking God up on a higher level. Amen? 
And I'm going to encourage you with something. I mentioned this, but listen to me. From our perspective here, and I know you don't always get this perspective into the congregation, but there are still too many of us not engaging in this. Folks, this is opportunity right here. The first 20 minutes or plus that we spend in this service every Sunday, singing, praising, making melody, we're not doing that out of habit. We're not doing it out of some religious tradition. We're doing it to give you and I, all of us opportunity to let Thanksgiving come up out of us. It has nothing to do with your personality. It has nothing to do with your talents or abilities. Nothing to do with any of that. It's got everything to do with your heart. Are you thankful enough to think some thankful thoughts and to fight some thoughts that are not thankful? Are you thankful enough to tell when the Lord's done something good for you? Okay. Are you thankful enough to open up your mouth and let a song come out? That takes another level of faith. It does, but you've got it on the inside. There's something the Lord spoke to me a while back, and he said, Sarah, you can be either a consumer, that means you just take and you take and you take, or you can be a contributor. And you know, every one of us has that opportunity to contribute to the life and the atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving in a church, in a place. You know what that takes? A huge important part of that is being here on time. Hmm. Being here at the start of the service. Because it's not just about coming in to hear a message. It's about coming in to contribute unto God mm -hmm. and to give to Him yeah. the glory that is due to His name. Yeah. And the thanks that is due to His name. And sometimes that thanks will show forth in extreme high praise at the beginning of the service mm -hmm. during a praise song. And you don't want to miss out on that yeah. because you are contributing to this place. And what you're also doing is, is you're releasing faith into the atmosphere yes, that I am expecting God to move in this place. I'm expecting him to do exceeding abundantly above. I'm expecting to hear from him. I'm expecting that every person in this place is going to experience his presence. You want to bring your faith and not just come and be a consumer but be a contributor. Amen. And if we will do that, we'll come here on time, be at church on time and say, Lord, I want to start and I'm going to start off this service with high praise yeah. unto my God. If every one of us in this whole room are doing that, it changes the atmosphere. It's not just dependent on two or three people or just the band to come here prepared. You bring an element of faith and you contribute to the, this place. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, listen, just do with that what the Lord tells you to do. We understand. We, we know what it's like to have kids and get up and get ready in the morning. But I promise you this. If you make a quality decision before the Lord, I'm going to be a part of that. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be present. And I'm going to add to it, contribute to the atmosphere. Watch healing go to work in your body. Amen? Amen. Thank you, sweetie. All right. So that puts us, where does that put us on the scale? Probably up around, what, five, six? That's some good victory, isn't it? That's some great victory. Anybody interested in victory on a higher level? Okay. Well, let's take another step up because I might, I might lose a few more of you right here. Some of you are still down there at thinking about talking about it. But for those of you who are willing to sing about it, good. Let's take another step up here. David said this in Psalm 95, verse 2. Let's come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us... Oh, where'd it go? 
Let us shout. Let's come before his presence with thanksgiving. Now here's the expression. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Now you thought it was bad when I was making you sing something about it. Now we're taking it another step up. We've gone from just thinking thankful thoughts, telling about it when God does something good for us, even singing a song about it. But there comes a moment in your life where you get so full of gratitude, so full of thanksgiving for all that God has done, all that he's doing. And if you ever get even a glimpse of what God desires to do in your life, look out, here comes a shout coming up out of you. Now, there's, there's more to it than just noise. There's a, there's a tone of victory. There's a sound of faith that comes out in a shout. A shout is powerful. You know, even the military is beginning to understand over the last decade, maybe longer, they have begun to implement a new kind of weapon. They call them LRADs, L-R-A-D, long-range acoustic devices. They call them sound cannons. They have figured out a way to manipulate sound waves in such a way that they can stop an enemy. They have figured out how to use sound waves from, I don't know what kind of crazy distances, stretch across a long distance, and it so pierces the, the hearing and the, the eardrums of the enemy that it stops them in their tracks. They have figured out that sound is a weapon. Your shout is a weapon. It's a weapon. Now, why do we shout? Because God is hard of hearing. No, no. Has nothing to do with that. But think about it like this. Have you ever been sick? Have you ever been really sick? Would you say that those symptoms are shouting at you? Man, I've been there. I know you have. We all have. They're just screaming their loudest at you. You ever been behind financially? You got a stack of bills sitting on your desk or on the kitchen table, and it's like every time you walk by, they're talking to you. You can hear them. And they just keep getting louder and louder and louder talking to you. And you think, man, I got to put these things away. And you go stuff them in, in a desk drawer somewhere and shut it. And you, you go lay down in your bed at night and it's quiet in the house. And you're laying there and you can still hear those bills talking to you. And they're loud. Well, guess what you're going to have to be? Louder. Louder. It's not because God can't hear you if you don't shout. It's because you have got to drown out some doubt you got to drown out some unbelief. And there's got to come a point when a shout of praise, a shout of thanks, a shout of giving God glory comes out of you because if you are louder than that, then that goes away. I said that goes away. The shout. Does that make anybody think about an Old Testament example of what happened when the people of God would shout? Now, if you're too dignified, if you are way too dignified to shout, fine, but the walls are going to stay up. If you're too dignified to let out a shout, that's fine, but just know this, the walls will not fall. You go back and study that account of the people of God and what God told Joshua to do. He said, you march this army around this city one time every day for six days, and he was very very explicit with them. Do not say a word. 
for six days. But you go out and you march around and you come back. And then you go and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. But on the seventh day, he said, I want you to march around it seven times. And on that seventh time, I want you to let out a shout. And the trumpeters are going to let out a blast. And when you hear that blast, you're going to let out a shout. And Joshua was very clear. He said, you do not shout until I say shout. It's like, what's going on there? It's almost as though you've heard the expression, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Well, it's like, if you can't let out some faith, then don't say anything at all. You stay quiet until you've got something to shout about. Don't be talking doubt. Don't be talking unbelief. Don't be talking the symptom. Don't be talking the lack. You wait until a shout is on the inside of you. And they did what he said. You talk about a shout as a weapon. They let out a shout and the walls fell flat. And they took the city because of that shout. And there's a, there's a scripture in the, uh, the New Testament out of the ministry of Jesus. And it's one people go to quite a bit when they're talking about Thanksgiving. And it's out of the book of Luke. You remember in chapter 17 when there was a group of 10 lepers who saw Jesus from a distance and they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us. And, and Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. But we all remember this, right? The one that came back and he did what? He gave thanks. And we always talk about that. Let's be the one that comes back and gives thanks. And we tend to talk about it in just about this voice right here. So sweet, so tender. But there's a detail that often gets left out of this account. And it says this in Luke 17, 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks. The New Living says one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to, to Jesus shouting, praise God. This is not a sweet, tender, quiet little story. This one who came back to give thanks, he didn't say, oh, Jesus, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to say thank you. That's not what he did. Jesus had just healed this man from an incurable disease and he came running back. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. With a loud voice, with a shout, not too dignified. Woo, not so dignified that you can't let out a shout. And if you're unwilling to let out a shout, fine. Let the wall stay up. But if you are willing... To let a shout of praise and thanks build up on the inside of you, you get ready to watch walls fall in Jesus' name. And when they come crumbling down, your shout will not just be a shout of war. It'll be a shout of thanksgiving. It'll be a shout of praise. You'll be saying, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Letting out a shout. And some of you are sitting there going, I didn't know this was that kind of church. It's that kind of church. It's that kind of church. Now that right there, if you are willing in the middle of a fight to let out a shout, if you are not too dignified when God does something good for you to come back and let out a shout of praise and a shout of thanksgiving, that puts you up, I'd say, about what, a seven or an eight on that victory scale? And when walls, city walls start falling, that's a lot of victory. 
That's a lot of victory. There's still one more. Anybody interested in some victory out of 10? Turned all the way up. Well, this is what David said. He said in Psalm 50, verse 14, he said, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. Keep the vows you made to the Most High. The NIV says it like this, sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. This is one of the greatest and highest expressions of gratitude. Thankfulness is an offering. Your gratitude and mine can exist as we ponder and think about the things he's done, thinking thankful thoughts, and that'd be good. If you'll think about them long enough, though, it'll turn in to you telling about it, giving God glory, telling a testimony that inspires faith in somebody else. And if you'll do that enough, you'll find yourself beginning to sing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. But you do that long enough, there's going to be a shout that rises up on the inside of you. But one of the highest, if not the highest, form and expression of thanksgiving to God is to bring God. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.